Hey, I'm Mary Ellen Dance, licensed mental health counselor and owner of Pittsburgh Therapy. I'm on a mission to strip away the stigmas surrounding therapy and mental health and talk about how we can use the culture of self-improvement for our benefit rather than our demise. I used to think I was doing life all wrong, from getting fired from a dream job to advising clients on relationships while I myself was trying to sort through that dumpster fire. But then I realized my imperfections are what made me a good therapist. So join me on a journey, not to be perfect, but to be, well, okay-ish. Welcome, your session has now started. Hey, welcome to OK-ish. I'm so happy to be here with you today. Today, I actually have a guest. Her name is Stacy Perry, and she is a dating coach. Now, I have never heard of a dating coach, and I don't know what a dating coach is, hence why I am really excited to talk to her to understand what it's all about and understand all of my questions about dating these days. So I'm so excited. Welcome, Stacy. So thank you so much for joining me today, Stacey. So excited to have you here. Excited to be here, Marianne. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So there's a lot of reasons that I wanted to bring you on OK-ish, but the primary two reasons were that talking about mental health in the modern world, talking about, you know, all these trendy mental health terms and what they actually mean. People bring up dating a lot. There's a lot of dating. There's a lot of feelings around dating, lots of stuff around dating. And my dating life is kind of a dumpster fire. So I was also just personally (laughs) curious to like hear your stories. I love it. Just before we get started, because we actually have like a lot of listener questions from last week's episode that was about narcissism, the difference between narcissistic traits and narcissistic personality disorder and all of these things. So we have a lot of really good questions to go off from there. But before we do that, I just want to hear how you became a dating coach and what that actually means. Like, what does it mean when a client comes to you? I love it. So, um, when I was right before my fourth birthday, I went through a breakup with a, a guy that I dated for four years. Um, it was amicable. We had left no stone unturned, but we just didn't feel like we were like a long term fit. And I remember it was like around Halloween, and I went home and I was on my bed crying to my mom. I'm just, I was so ready to love and be loved and find my like permanent person, like you know, bawling my eyes out. And was just like, I'm going all in on dating. Like I'm just like gonna figure this out if it takes. I'm freaking 86 and just one online. Uh, I did okay, Cupid. I've done match. I did, I found my husband on Bumble, but like for four years, I went on three dates a week. Um, during that time, I like dated one guy for maybe like three months, but it wasn't like uh exclusive thing, but literally like just like churning and burning dating. Oh and then gosh. met my husband. And when I met my husband, it was just like instant. Okay. And then after. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I want to hear more of this, but like three dates a week. Yeah. Holy cow. I bet you have some really funny stories. (laughs) I do. (laughs) People are like just nice and I'm not their person or they're not my person. But I have some stories. So yes. (laughs) 
So you met your husband though. You met your husband. On on what date number was it? It was like 475. Like Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I was his first online date. <gasps> so complete polar opposites in terms of online dating. <laughs> yes. He was married for 25 years with his ex for 30 years, you know, went through a divorce, dated a couple people, and his friend put him on Bumble and I was his first date. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So then how did that lead you to being a dating coach? Were you like, I just have to tell these stories of these 475 dates? So after I met my husband, I, like, I had this pit in my stomach that I had always wanted to be a coach, like literally for like 20 years. I had gotten a certification 15 years ago in positive psychology coaching. And then I'm like, okay, I am going to be 100% committed to becoming a coach. And I'm going to just start taking steps down that road and it can change and different things will come. And so um, I went and trained to be a corporate coach and then uh, the company and corporate coaching just, it wasn't, it didn't feed me. And then I found Brooke Castillo of the Life Coach School and just felt like she teaches people to be entrepreneurs. And I loved her messaging and her coaching. And so I trained with uh, the Life Coach School. And then I was just like, there's so much unnecessary pain and suffering during dating that just like I wanted to relieve that. Like there can be uncomfortable. I'm not saying that there is. When someone you like doesn't like you back, like we're humans, we're not robots, that's going to happen. But we add a lot of extra like shit on top of that that isn't necessary. So I want to relieve that. Okay. All right. Now, do you find that a lot of your clients are also in therapy? Or maybe you suggest that they also go to therapy? Um, I would, that's, it's to go, they've either been in therapy, some of them are currently in therapy too. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because I feel like that's a huge part of dating is being self-aware. And I see it. I see it with my clients. I see it with myself is, you know, understanding like what you want, understanding your own shit that you've had to work through. Right. So you don't project it onto another person. Like there's just so many layers involved in it. A million. I always our relationship to ourselves. (laughs) I always um, I always talk about uh, preventative couples counseling. How like usually by the time people go to couples counseling, it's too late. Like it's too late. Like one or both of them has made the decision to leave. And it's not my job as your therapist to change your mind. Um, So if we all just did preventative couples counseling, we'd be in happy relationships, right? (laughs) Totally. One of my thoughts is I hope that the people that do dating coaching with me and date with the awareness that we coach on that it will prevent them from going to couples therapy. It will reduce their chances of getting divorced. Like that's definitely like a thought of mine. Oh, that's great. So So have you set up happy couples? So I've had people who have been waiting to date and go back, get out there and date like that. People are like, my body has to be a certain size to go and date and they're getting into dating. I've had clients who come to me to go dating and then they have gone back to uh, uh, ex-husband after 10 years. Uh, I have clients that uh, all, all through the different ranges, all different ranges. Mostly the people that come to me are like using their bodies as a reason not to date. Okay. They're, they're hating on dating. They're just like hating the process, hating it, getting angry at it. And then other ones, like we're talking about narcissists, like people are stuck on people that, don't want what they want. 
So I want to talk about that more because that was that was a big um, that was a question that came in from many people was why do we date people who are narcissistic? And, you know, I have my own theories and I talk about this in Mm -hmm. psychology. And then, you know, I have dated a fair amount of people who show off some narcissistic traits. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I love that you admit that. Like, it's like, we all are human. Oh, yeah. Whether you're a therapist or a coach, we're all humans. And Absolutely. Like, all drawn to certain, yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, but what do you see with that in your work? Like, are you seeing people going back to the same type of person that's not serving them, that's not compatible for them, but like continuing to do it anyway? Are you seeing people, you know, making making excuses for not so nice behavior? Like, are you seeing that a lot? Yes, and I'll give you a term for it too, but like absolutely. <laughs> and I think there's multiple reasons why. Like we are conditioned that's like, oh, well, we can get them to like us, then we're worthy, we're lovable, we're special. So I think there's that going on. And then also there's this term, I, it's called intermittent reward systems. They did this um, test with rats and they would give them, if they press the lever, they would get a treat. They press the lever, they would get a treat. It was very just like trusting and, on a certain time frame. Yeah. And then when they made it intermittent, when they made it like sporadical, the rats got obsessed with pressing it and getting the treat. And they um, like stopped taking care of themselves, stopped doing self-care. So what, what happens is when the guy that we like texts us consistently and shows up consistently, we get a dopamine hit. And yeah. we're like, oh, this is nice. It's good. If we like them and they're inconsistent, that dopamine hit is like 50% more. We're like, we get addicted to that dopamine hit. And so we're actually like drug addicts to these people that are treating us like shit. Oh, <laughs> that's so fucked up. <laughs> oh my gosh. Do you see it? So one of the things I talked about in last week's episode, kind of opposite this, but I see this a lot. And, and one of the reasons, you know, I have this podcast is because there's a lot of self-diagnosing out there. There's a lot of use of mental health terms without quite necessarily knowing what they mean. Yeah. Are mm-hmm. you seeing that in your dating world? Like, do you see people coming to you and saying, oh, oh, they're narcissistic. Oh, they're this, oh, they're that. When when maybe it's just not a good fit. Maybe it's just, oh, yeah. this person might have meant that. You, you know, like, mm-hmm. okay, it's not a good fit, but it doesn't mean we need to label them. Usually, yeah, what I'll do in coaching, like someone's like, oh, they're narcissistic. I'm like, well, did you get that label from a therapist? <laughs> like, did they tell you they are? Thank you. And then I'll <laughs> ask them to be like, okay, what is... What exactly happened? What did they say? What did they do? What did they do? What did they say that you're making this mean? It's narcissistic. And then we go in and like, just get down to that level. Interesting. Interesting. So what do, what do we do about this? Um, like dopamine addiction that we've got going on with the intermittent, with the intermittent hits, which obviously I think all of us say, oh, I want a healthy relationship that's consistent, right? One of the things in healthy relationships is consistency. Yet our brains want this kind of intermittent dopamine rush. So do you have a solution for that? So I would say like we get addicted to cigarettes, to alcohol, to sugar, all the things for the dopamine rush. And when you find out that cigarettes aren't working for you, the dude's not working for you, sugar's not working for you, whatever it is, there is going to be discomfort. Yeah. And a lot of us aren't willing to go through that discomfort because it's like, ah, I just want to get your like, jonesing to get out of that anxiety or that discomfort or that fear or their sadness and they're like your drug and so you're like press that lever so it's like 
getting aware that you basically are almost like addicted to them. And like you just talk about like therapy, coaching, mm-hmm. all of it. It's just getting awareness because we think everything, you know, we have 60, 80,000 thoughts a day. We just think like they're all true or, right. they're, or the thoughts in our head. But it's like you don't have to believe them all. Right. We can mm-hmm. do hard things. We can do things that are uncomfortable to reach our goals. And so it's really getting that awareness that they're open, that, that around what they truly want in a relationship, what their values are in their relationship. And then to see like this person isn't showing up like this. This isn't what you want. And you can be drawn to it. You can want it like crack cocaine, <laughs> but crack cocaine isn't good for you either. You right. know, crack cocaine <laughs> isn't your goal. I can say that it sounds like it's so simple. Mm-hmm. Is it easy? No, because you're going to go through the withdrawals. You're going to go through, your brain's going to be like, they're the best you can get. Right. You know, right. you're not going to get someone this sexy or successful or, you know, that chemistry. There's, uh, you know, there's no one else out there. Your brain's going to tell you, like whisper to you, like, mm, this is this is good as it gets, Sonny, for you. It's going to tell you whatever it can to get that hit. Yeah. it needs that. Yeah. Now, are you seeing trends with people's confidence when it comes to dating? I think like the trend in life is we all have areas that we're confident in and then we don't have that we're not confident in. And who wants rejection? Who wants to be ghosted? Who wants, who wants to be vulnerable? You know, but that's what we need to do to get the connections that we want. So it definitely can occur fucks with people's confidence. It's yeah. Definitely. Can I just ask your thoughts on ghosting for a second? Mm-hmm. Like, because ghosting, yeah. what, what are your thoughts? You're not going to like them. I don't know. But like, my thing is like, let them like, thank you for letting me go faster. Thank you for not wasting one more text mm-hmm. with me. Thank you. Like, goodbye. Yeah. Like, I know it's harder when someone's dated someone for a while. Do I wish everybody were good communicators and gave closure? Hells to the yes, but we can get it in our own brain. And the other thing is so funny. I have a client that she would prefer someone to give like the slow goodbye or the ghosting versus like the text where it's like, um, you know, it was nice to meet you, but I didn't feel the chemistry. I, like she does not want that. And I was just like, when I was dating, I'm like, I want this. The boop. And so I would say, you know, just what I just said, like, it was great to meet you. I didn't feel the chemistry I wanted to feel and wish you good luck and love. So I hear you. I hear what you're saying. I hate ghosting though, because for me, it comes down to like, it doesn't, well, it comes down to two things. First of all, it's just like disrespectful. Like I find it to be incredibly disrespectful. Um, And the other thing is it doesn't have to be that big of a deal, right? Like you can say, Hey, thanks, but no thanks. Like, Hey, you seem like a great person, not a good fit. And I wish that that was um, kind of more accepted. I wish that people did that more um, yeah. instead of just avoiding it, you know, because that's what dating's all about. Mm-hmm. And there are people out there that don't have those type of communication yeah. skills. Yeah. <laughs> like, and we don't have to make it mean anything about us. It's, it's how they communicate. It doesn't mean anything about us. And like, this is the biggest thing. Like we all have like a manual or a rule book, how we think everybody should show up dating. And yeah. like mine and yours would be like, thou shalt not ghost. Ghosting is not nice. Ghosting is mean. Ghosting is mean. And that was like one of the unnecessary separate things I'd say is like you have a like a thing of popcorn and you're watching how people show up and that person ghosts. This person, you know, it means nothing. It's how that person shows up dating. So I I have a question and I'd like to say that this isn't from personal experience, but that would be a lie. 
am. And I, and I recognize that like, I live in a world of therapy. I talk about feelings all day. Everyone who comes to me talks about feelings all day. I recognize that my viewpoint is a little bit different from other people's because of that. Uh But I go on dating apps and some of these things that people say to me, I am appalled by. I'm like, how did that just come out of your mouth? And it makes me think, well, clearly this has worked for them before or, Uh you know, or else they wouldn't be or not, maybe not. But are you seeing that too? Just like some yeah. some things where I want to be like, would you say that in front of your mother? Like I sound like a nine year old saying that, but it's true. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And it's all the same thing. It's like there are creepers in the bars. There are creepers you could be set up by your friends. Your your mother could set you up with a creeper. Like there's creepers on the app. There's people that you might meet through work. Like, there's just going to be some freaking creepy people in the world. And, like, again, it's, like, just being, like, that person's a creeper. It means nothing about you. Unfortunately, it's you're going to have to interact with those people as part of the process. Or not, like, just, like, let them go the minute they show their creepy colors. Do we think that there's more creepers or that they're just louder because they have more avenues now? That's interesting. And because of technology, they can creep out on more people easily and faster right there's faster creepers do you do you also feel that you know last i knew and i'm sure there's been research done since this research this research because this research was pre-covid um but that like psychologists um were okay with dating apps but liked dating apps that encouraged meeting up sooner so like in a psycho in a psychologist's mind it would be like we'd rather you go on tinder than go on match because tinder is like encouraging you to meet up sooner And we don't, at the end of the day, we don't really know what makes me feel butterflies with this objectively attractive person, but not with this objectively attractive person. Like, we don't quite know that. So psychologists say that, like, yeah, like, the the apps that, like, encourage you to meet up are better. Um, Do you feel like those apps, the swiping apps, do you, like, what do you think about those in terms of, because I worry that there's people, and I see clients of mine, that are like, I don't know, let me just swipe, 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 swipe. Like, there's always, like, there's always someone next to swipe. And I'm wondering, like, what that's doing to us. I mean, time will tell. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> like, I don't know. My thing is, okay, so swiping apps. I think that some people are on Tinder, some people are on Bumble, some people are on Match, some people are on eHarmony, some people are on Hinge. Like, there's going to be some people that are just on one, so you can try different ones and see, you know, like, I was on Bumble, and I swiped, and I was like, there's nobody left in this world that will ever match up with you. <laughs> I was like, what? So... I am a proponent of meeting up faster. That's more comfortable for me. I know some people like to have more communication first, but I'm like, I don't want to have a text relationship with you. I want to see if we have chemistry in person and that we like each other in person. So I was like, let's just meet up. Like that was, that was my MO. I know other customers, clients that are like, I want to like, like that scares them when someone wants to meet with them right away. And I'm all, they've been trained by other women that they want them to meet up right away. So I think it's twofold. And I think it's, personal to the person but um barrier if you want like a long-term relationship sometimes barrier to entry like you have to pay for it or put a little more information into it put a little more effort into it could be somebody who's willing to put in that effort to have a long-term relationship yeah i think it's it's, it's personal to you and i feel like if you're having success on one and meeting people that you think are quality 
stay on that. Yeah. But you're asking about like the, like the long-term effects or, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I even have like that. Those are kind of my <laughs> thoughts on it. They don't have a definitive like, oh, answer, but like, those are kind of my like random thoughts about it. No, that's great. Like your thoughts are so interesting because you talk about this all day. Yeah. So yeah. One question that we got was, how do we recognize unhealthy narcissistic traits when finding a partner? So I have some thoughts on that, but I want to hear yours. Okay. You, okay. How do we, I like for like narcissistic, I'm going to just go with unhealthy and unhealthy is like your thought about it. Like, I think it's like, I don't even want to say like good or bad or healthy or unhealthy because if you want to hook up and have just in a, in a fun mode, go be in a fun mode. So if somebody like sends you a sexy message and you think they're sexy, you might send them a sexy message back. Like it's like, it's, that's your choice. Like if you're looking for long term and that's the turn off to you, the minute that happens, that's a turn off to you. Right. And that's like your definition of what's respectful for you and my definition of what's respectful. I think it's, it's, it's almost a personal thing. For me personally, like if somebody got super sexual right away or very just all about like looks or something like that, that would be a turn off to me and a flag for me. Me too. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And any like dick pic. <laughs> which we have to talk about fish pics, which I think is so funny. Like, fish. like everybody doesn't want to date the guy with a fish. Have you heard of that? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. What are your thoughts on fish pics? <laughs> At first, I thought you were making like a euphemism. <laughs> no, here's the picture of my husband. He's a fisherman. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. So I'm, like, I'm into the fisherman. I'm all, they can bring home the bacon and, <laughs> and the fish. Get the fish if there's apocalypse. One of the things that I know you talk about a lot, which I love, is how to not be a dick to yourself. So I want to yeah. hear your thoughts on that because I have put myself and I and I have shared this. I'm uh, within reason. I think that we often teach people how to treat us. So, you know, if we have poor boundaries, if we're kind of allowing bad behavior or, you know, someone to be kind of rude to us, that's teaching them how to treat us. And so I, I have definitely in the past, I'm sure a lot of people have, I've definitely allowed people to be dicks to me. And so it's been hard when I'm allowing that it's hard not to become a dick to yourself a little bit. So I just want to, I love how you phrase this. I can't take credit for this phrasing, this don't be a dick to yourself. That is all you, but I want to hear your thoughts on that. So what like rejection, being vulnerable, putting ourselves out there dating, like someone not liking us back. The real fear of that is how we're going to treat ourselves when that happens. What we're going to make that mean about ourselves, what we're going to make that mean about our lovability, what we're going to make that mean about our potential of finding our person, what we're going to make that mean about dating and that there's the scarcity of good people out there, all those things. So we're not really scared about that happening. What happens is that our brain is like, listen, there's nobody else out there. You're not lovable. You need to do this differently and be this differently. So like, and that is what our brains are designed to do. The motivational triad, uh, seek pleasure, avoid pain, conserve energy. So our brains, our primal brains don't want us out there dating that we're, we're risking being hurt and it takes effort. So our brain doesn't do whatever can do to get us to stop putting us in that risk of like the ghoster, the narcissist, the douchebag is a tiger in the bush that's going to eat us. Our brain is like having that like mm -hmm. primal response to it. 
So it will give us all those thoughts in our head. And so to catch those and be aware of those and not make yourself wrong because you have them because we're human, we all have those, but to not believe them. And even when we make a mistake or we send a text we don't like or someone doesn't like us back, that we're kind to ourselves, that we don't take ourselves down, that we have our own back like we would a best friend. I love that. I love that. And how can we expect people not to be dicks if we're being dicks to ourselves? (laughs) I did that one post like I'm like, the biggest dick I ever was in a relationship is my own brain. And it's still true. It's so true. It's so true. I actually was talking to a client recently. They, you know, they're having trouble dating. She's young and she's, you know, on the apps and she has some trouble with her self-esteem and her self-worth. And so we we talk a lot about that. And she's talking about this guy and she's like, yeah, I don't know if he likes me. And I go, well, do you like him? Like, it doesn't sound like you like him. And I feel like that happens so often. We get so worried about whether the other person likes us that we don't even think about, wait, wait, wait. Do I like them? Are they a good fit for me? Not am I a good fit for them? 100%. And it's like when the person you didn't even like doesn't ask you about, you're like, what? You know, you want, we want that control. I say we want that control. <laughs> we want to be the person that says no. Well, yeah, of course we do. <laughs> so what is, so I know this is a very, very broad question and I apologize because I didn't tell you I was going to ask you this question, but like, what is your single biggest piece of advice for people in the dating world? It depends on the person, but I'll say, like, just what we said, I, I'm going to answer it with a couple ones. Having your own back. Like, that's it. Like, not taking yourself down and being mean to yourself when someone doesn't like you back. Like, how do you let yourself feel the sadness, but be gentle to you like you would a, a best friend? I love that. And then the other thing is just like with the ghosters, you're like, we're like, it's mean. It's not right. Like, uh, letting go of your manuals and rule books on how people should show up. People are going to show up how they are. We only have control over ourselves, our mindset, how we show up, how we feel about it, what apps we're on. That's what we have control over. We don't have control over anything else. So to let go of that and get it back to them. Well, and I think remembering that it's not personal. Someone ghosting me says nothing about me. That has literally nothing to do with me. Mm -hmm. My clients would be like, well, why did they do that? What about my profile? Mm. What about me made them do that or think they could send me a dick pet or ghost me? Like, what about why? What about me? It's like, that's how they show up. Yeah. And we don't want that. We don't want that. It's, you know, it's amazing that the things we put up with to... Like you said, not feel the discomfort to not feel the discomfort because it is if we're in a pattern of dating douchebags, that's what's comfortable, you know, and then somebody comes over and is nice. And you're like, what? What? Uh, why are they being nice? What's wrong with them? Right. It's like wild how our brains do that. And then we we as human beings, we tend to be judgmental whether we mean to or not, like in no malicious way. Like we, we just are, we just judge people when we meet them. And I feel like that happens so often in the dating world. And I do it too. Right. I'm like, um, Mm -hmm. they didn't use a straw and I don't like that. (laughs) Right. Like stupid. Yeah. Super analyzing their like 300 word bumble app, like, and putting so much meaning to it, you know, like, Highest humans to judge to stay a part of a group to know like what's acceptable, what's not acceptable. Like that's how our brain works, yeah. and that's natural. And I think judgmentalness we can work on that because 
what did I hear? There was a quote I heard like just this week. It's like where we're super judgmental of other people. Like there's like a healing and evolution we can do in ourselves. Ooh. Sometimes it's like we mirror. Yeah. So um, our brain thinks judgmental. Being judgmental is going to keep us alive. That's going to you know keep us safe. And it does. Like we, like when we want to cross the street because it's dark out and there's a, a person walking on the street. Like we need it to keep us alive. But in, and we are judging people on if they're going to be a good fit for us. Absolutely. But then it goes to like an extreme that isn't probably serving us. <laughs> Absolutely. And if other people are judging us, again, it has nothing to do with us. It's just that person being at that extreme, yeah. you know, not necessarily yeah. knowing what they want or, you know, trying to get out of a pattern that they've been in, all sorts of things. Uh, and they have preferences, like you're blonde, I'm brunette. Someone might just date blonde. Somebody might just date brunette. Yeah. I once it's had a guy say them. to me, I'm 5'7", which is like, I guess tall. I don't know. I never didn't really consider myself tall, but I guess five seven is tall. I'm sure there's people listening who are like six foot and like you're not tall. But I had a guy. I had a guy say to me once. He he wasn't saying this to me in a in a didn't like me way. He's just like, yeah, I really like this and this and this, but I really don't like your height. And it was one of those things where I was like, well, that's okay, but like I don't I don't know what why you're saying that to me because like i i'm i can't mm -hmm. change that <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like that's fine interesting thing both ways this is a question for you it's so interesting because height is a big deal for women yeah <laughs> and it's like two percent of the i don't know what this i think it's like two percent of the world is like over six foot oh really and like if you ask most women they're, i think and that might be totally wrong but i think i I mean, it's <laughs> like, like, tell me about like whether they're five two or five seven or five. Like, I want someone over six foot, you know. Uh, and I know for me, and I was just talking about a client about this this week. For me, I was saying I'm five nine. I wanted somebody taller than me, so I didn't feel big. And like body image comes in with that height too, because it's like you know, it's like our own insecurities want that, so it's easiest easier for us to think like we're feeling smaller and stuff like that. So I think height has some different dynamics to it. Yeah. Interesting. Really interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I want to do a little segment, um, kind of like okay. a red, a red light, green light kind of thing. Woo! <laughs> so, um, let's, pre let's pretend these are some of your dating coach clients. Um, and I know it's okay. different for everyone, yeah. but you know, kind of gut reaction. So these are examples of what people say to other people on dating apps as an opener. These are opening examples. And this is my client opener or somebody that said this to them? Somebody that said this to your client. Would you say, keep talking to them, green light or red light, get far away? Okay. Okay. I'm probably more open-minded about this, but let's see. <laughs> okay. So the first one, red light, green light. I leave town tomorrow, want to hang out tonight, wink face. Red light because I wanted a long-term relationship. If you want to respond and hook up, go for it, girl. Do whatever you want. Uh, all right. All right. Out there hot. <laughs> that one actually happened to me. Um, I put mine yeah. first. <laughs> that one happened to me um, like last week, and I that was big, big fat red light. I said, "Oh, let's yeah. let's get this out of here." For me, that's just like maybe a dude that isn't like. I think we got to give people a little bit of grace. Like he might just be like trying to give you a nice compliment and stuff like that. Um, if I was coaching that guy, let's say, I'd say like maybe don't lead with that, you know, because we get so much objectification and we're not just mm -hmm. like something to be like looked at. 
Um, that would be my advice to that dude, but it's not awful. So the person who the person who sent who sent that one into me was yeah. actually a man that sent that one into uh-huh. me, and so uh-huh. with with the wording, did he write that. It, it he didn't say I don't know. It makes me think that he did write that, and it actually kind of changed my view because if somebody said that to me, big red light, like get away from me. Uh-huh. But it made me think, like the fact that a man sent that in, sent that one into me. Uh-huh. Um, it made me think, you know, well. Maybe he was just trying to be nice, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe he's dated women mm-hmm. who have said, um, who have said guys are all douchebags. So he's like, okay, I'm not going to be a douchebag. I'm going to give a compliment. I'm like, huh? And like, it definitely made me think of things in a different light. So mm-hmm. that one used to be a red light for me, but maybe I'd try to give him the benefit of the doubt now. I don't know. And then like, I think you'd find out very quickly over the next comment and that's interesting like i think it's like we are you we were just talking about judgment we're so quick to judge it's like give somebody a little bit of grace yeah there's not black and white there's not a red or a green light to some of the comments and then we'll get more information and then we can choose well i think at least for me i judge i judge the wrong things right i judge like you know the shirt you're wearing but i'm not judging (laughs) like the douchebag things you're saying I got to change my judgments. Okay. Okay. We've got two more. We've got two more. Um, I just got out of a long relationship, so I'm not sure what I'm looking for. Again, if you are just looking to have fun and play, go for it. If you want a serious relationship, reddest of red flags. Really? Okay. Yeah. Like it. Like it. I like yeah. that they're being upfront about it, though. I like in that one, they're being upfront about they, it. 100% credit. And that. Like, let's say you say you want a relationship and then it doesn't work out with them. I'm This is me guessing, but like that gives them an excuse. I told you I wasn't sure. Fascinating. Fascinating. You're right. Still be a good guy because they're up front. And not that everybody out of relationships, sometimes they are confused and they get relationships like that. If you're really looking for a serious relationship, my advice to you would be to um, date people that are looking for the same type of relationship you are. Okay. Okay. All right, last one. I love to use my tongue. Ah, well, like for me, that'd be like hell to know. Is there a color brighter than red? But also good for you. Like, but but like, and if you want to play, or or if you want to play while you're finding your person, like for that one, it's like, well, I'm glad that they are into using their tongue. <laughs> for me, that would be for me. Personally, when I was dating, that like super go into sexual was just such a red flag. Oh, it's such a like, red flag. It's such yeah, a red flag. And flag. for me, for me, that goes into like the respect thing too. Like yeah. I very much, um, and again, if, if there are people out there that are interested in having casual sex, mm-hmm. go for it. Awesome. Great. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. Um, but you know, for me, I'm like, oh my gosh, like those are, I, some of those types of messages because I've people thinking right I'm like oh, that's really the best you could come up with <laughs> uh, and it almost feels like I'm like I wish there was a I'm like how many people respond to that and I'm like oh yeah good for you <laughs> yeah we should ask them we should survey the people who who start with those I that, I want to do that I want to yeah. survey these people and be like okay how many how many how often do you get sex from that comment like what is the ratio yeah yeah and how many of those they send out to get how much so like what's the percentage right success ratio yeah yeah 
Oh, that's so fascinating. So one thing, um, one thing that I'll share is for a while. So on Bumble, the girl has to message the guy. So I was on Bumble and I, I was the one messaging the guy first and I would introduce myself and I would say, what's your story? Mm-hmm. Not once have I gotten an appropriate response to that question. That is funny. So then, like, why do you keep asking it? Well, I've stopped. I have now stopped. I have now stopped. But the the answers I would get were, I don't know, IDK, what do you mean? Or IDK, yours. Never, I don't know. Like, or it's fucked up. You don't want to know. Well, okay. That's not... <laughs> that says a lot. That doesn't really make anyone want to date you. <laughs> It was just interesting to me because when I started off and started using that, at first I was like, oh, this is going to be great. It's open-ended enough. If someone asked me this, I'd be like, okay, well, here's my job. You know, my family's here. You know, kind of those big things. Every single guy responded in like a uh, kind of way. Like, huh, what is going through their minds? It's so fascinating. Yeah, it it is. Humans are fascinating. (laughs) How we show up to dating is a never ending like fascination. <laughs> now, I do have to ask you, does your okay. job negatively or positively or not affect your marriage, your relationship? Oh, that's so funny. I'm going after my dream. It's positive. Like my uh-huh. husband loves seeing me go after my dream. His friends tease him like if I'll post like a picture of us. She's like she's like selling you as a part of her goods. Like they tease her. But uh you know, I'm, I am going after my passion and my dream. So it, it positively affects my relationship. That's yeah. awesome. And he's supportive. He's sweet. That's he's sweet. great. And he, yeah, he, uh, <laughs> here's the douchebag part of him. I'm like, I have a new client or something. I love her. Let me see a picture. I'm like, oh, shut up. <laughs> I mean, in his defense, I do that to my clients. Like when my clients come to me and they're like, oh, so I'm seeing somebody new. I'm like, let's see a picture. <laughs> I think that's more just because I'm nosy. <laughs> curious. We're all curious. Well, either way, thank you so much for coming on here. Thank you so much for sharing yeah, your story. That. You know, all all of the listeners here and, and what I talk about all the time is, you know, we don't have to be perfect. We can just be okay-ish. And yeah. you are like walking that with going on as many dates as you went on. I don't know how you did that. I would have to quit my job, I think, because that would be so exhausting. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But thank you so much for coming on here. Um, Where can people reach you, Stacey? I'm on Instagram at Stacey Perry Coaching, and that's S-T-A-C-Y, P as in Peter, E-R-R-Y. I'm on Facebook, the same thing. My website is StaceyPerryCoaching.com. There's links in Instagram and on my website if you want to uh, book a free one-hour coaching call with me to see, like a first date to see for a match. I love that. Do coaching, so yeah. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks so much for being here, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to tune in again next week, and I hope everyone has an okay-ish week. Please follow me wherever you're listening to this podcast and on Instagram at okayish podcast. Also, I would love it if you could rate the podcast and leave a review. The best way to get in contact with me is to go to okayishpodcast.com and submit a comment question. You can do it anonymously too, which is so great. I will see you guys next Monday. I can't wait.